0: Lisa Clow and John Middick. Hello, my name is John Middick of sharpenedartist.com, and I'm joined, you'll never guess it, I'm joined by (laughs) Lisa Clow of Lockery Fine Art. Lisa, how are you?
1: I am great. How are you? You'll never
0: guess this, but I am doing never better. And this is the show where we only hear colored pencil and never Laurel or Yanny. So, Lisa, what are we talking about today?
1: (laughs) Wow, you threw me off on that one. (laughs) (laughs) We are talking about not staying a beginner, the things that you need to watch out for so that you do not forever stay a beginner at colored pencil.
0: Yeah, you know, you can decide to just stymie your growth and decide that forevermore you're only going to adopt these beginning tutorials and have somebody an instructor give you spoon feed you someone might say every pencil every stroke um the paper every everything and then you you're not really learning a whole lot when you do that so we're going to talk about that today
1: if you are following beginner tutorials and your goal is just to have fun, your goal is not to improve, then this really isn't for you. It, there's nothing wrong with continuously following beginner stuff if, if this is just because that's what you enjoy. Do what you enjoy. I think that that's very important. Yeah. This, we're really talking about people who are looking to progress their artwork. They're looking to go farther with it than just having fun. So I think that that's an important distinction.
0: And let me just say one other thing that we're also not talking to someone who is just starting out and is just now coming back to art or is just coming to Art for the first time. Uh, you are a beginner and you are starting out and you do need to have some direction. Uh, we're talking about someone who's been doing it for quite some time, you know, maybe years and years.
1: Honestly, even within six months, I would say move away from beginner stuff.
0: Yeah, depending um, on, you know, your comfort level and how often you get to practice and that yes. sort of thing. But yeah.
1: So, one of the things that I'm asked so often, uh, especially over on Patreon, people want a tracing. They want tracings of whatever the project is that I'm working on. And I don't provide that. And I it because it's asked so often, I think that it's a good idea to talk about because I think that there mm-hmm. are a lot of tutorials out there, a lot of books out there that provide that. And I've seen that in beginner books, especially some of the acrylic painting and oil painting where they'll give you like a you can fold it out and trace the pattern. Right. The reason that I don't do this and the reason I don't recommend doing that long term. But what happens? I'm I'm a big fan of teaching people to draw by tracing. I'm all for that. I see nothing wrong with it personally. I think that for those of us who can already draw, it just speeds up the process. For someone who's learning to draw, if you combine freehanding, so you freehand something and then you trace it a few times, then you freehand it again, and then you trace it, you're going back and forth like that. As long as you're doing both, I think that tracing will improve your drawing skills because you'll start to notice things that you didn't otherwise notice before. So you're tracing, let's say you're working on a rose, you're tracing that rose. You may not have noticed the way that a petal curved if you were just freehanding it. So I want to make sure you understand I'm not saying don't trace things what I'm saying is don't trace a tracing and stay that way you're not going to learn the same thing from tracing somebody else's outline because you're going by what they noticed not you're not noticing the things that you you would see in that photograph so what long term you know like I said a, a couple of projects where you're tracing someone else's just to get started that's fine no problem there but so often, I've seen artists who've been working for six months, a year, two years, three years, in, in a medium, and they keep using these little fold-out brochures that come in some of these little beginner books or, or that sort of thing, things that they find online. It does hit a point where you're not progressing. That is going to slow you down, where you really should. Like I said, I'm all for tracing, but trace it yourself. Don't, have, don't trace somebody else's tracing. It doesn't show you the same information.
0: In my beginner's color pencil course online that I sell, I don't provide any outline, either any trace, traceable, or whatever uh, they're calling it now. Whatever someone is calling this, an outline, you know, the roadmap or whatever that I provide. I'm not doing that. I am providing the references that they can use to trace themselves. They can print those out and trace them, them themselves. Because uh, I agree with that philosophy. You need to be able to emulate that yourself because. I'm not sure about you, Lisa, but what I'm trying to do, what I'm trying to teach in my courses and when I teach uh, online, uh, it's no different, or when I'm teaching in person, teaching a workshop tonight, I'm going to do the same thing. I'm not giving anybody something that they're going to trace, my tracing, but I'm giving them a reference. What I'm trying to do, and this is what I've always tried to do because this is what I did when I started learning learning as well as, and I hope this doesn't sound negative, but I found it a little bit um, insulting. That may be too strong a term, but I didn't feel like it was a compliment to me for someone to give me a line drawing. Now, I'll just be honest about it. I felt like, no, I I want to do that. I want to learn. And so I tried to learn as much as I could. And if I didn't feel satisfied with what I was able to accomplish that time, that was okay. I learned from those mistakes, and I moved on, and I progressed. And that's the same thing I want for every artist who ever takes, you know, any artist, every artist who takes my online classes and who is involved in any of my uh, workshops or classes here locally as well. Because I want to teach you how to become an artist, not to become a copier or to become something that, I am or some other artist is. I I don't want – we shouldn't be carbon copies, I don't believe. I think that you find your own path and you determine, you know, what – you're looking at a reference. You're looking at something and you're creating art from that thing that you're using as a reference. You make it your own when you do that. And I think that oftentimes this is one crutch among probably several that we can point to to say, hey, this really is not helping you to develop to become the artist that you are.
1: Well, yeah, you're skipping a really important step, both in learning and what are you going to do if you don't learn? Let's say you like the method of tracing. If you don't learn how to take a reference photo and get a tracing from that on your own, Mm -hmm. what are you going to do if you find a great photo, if you want to create your own work, if you took your own reference photo, are you going to send that to somebody and ask them to trace it and then send it back to you? I mean, at what point do you stop and say, do you want me to just do the work for you? Here, let me, you know,
0: I I, I didn't mean to snicker, there, but I snickered. It, <laughs> there yeah, is that, a
1: point though where I, right, I feel right. like that is I'm doing too much for you, and I'm not helping you. It's, it's right, right. I'm not looking to be a jerk and not want to provide things for people. I mean, I, I've honestly considered doing it because I, I do get a lot of requests, and I understand the requests. I am mm-hmm. not in any me like I'm not bashing anyone who requests it. My teaching method. I've been teaching since 1999. I've been teaching in person. I mean, I taught in person. I saw firsthand what helped students and what hindered them, and there was a point where you do too much for the student and they don't progress. So, and I feel like that's what happens here for me, for the way that I teach, it just doesn't fit with my teaching style where I mean there I've had t- I've had actually multiple students, one especially who would, I mean, she would have me paint the entire thing for her. She would be one who who definitely um was not learning because she had me every time I turned around, "Can you come do this for me? Can you come do this little thing?" and it's like at what point am I like do you, do, can I sign it too? Because the whole, you know, 95% of this painting is mine. So you yeah. I feel like you can cross a line where you're slowing your own progression down. And this is a big one. If you want to learn to draw, if you want to improve your own skills, and you should be able to learn to trace things on your own. I mean, that that really to me is just a bit too far in being helpful.
0: I'm gonna take you way, way back. <laughs> <laughs> Little John, I was I was a toddler. No, no, not that far okay so I was a, I was a young teenager maybe even before I was a teenager 11 13 14 right around in there I would save up my money I didn't have art classes in uh, grammar school or in high school you see I called that grammar school so that really puts me in an old category what I had was a little bit of pocket change and I would go down to Walmart or whatever and purchase a book on art some kind of you know beginning drawing art. Tutorial type books, whatever they were, I don't recall even what they were, but I remember some of the the uh, projects that were in some of these books and, you know, you'd have like a square and a circle and then this little round thing and all of a sudden it's a dog on the next page. Somehow the artist showed me starting out with triangle squares and circles that uh, suddenly I was going to get a dog out of that, you know, or a cat or, you know, a horse or whatever. Oftentimes what would happen is they would skip so many steps <laughs> that I was just like, how, now wait a minute, how'd they go from A to Z? You know, there's some things missing here. And my experience was coming back, you know, I I went ahead, I just skipped to the end. And I would look at what they did and try to emulate that as a little kid. When I got older, you know, I looked at reference photos myself and I took my own. And I would try to uh, create this uh, as a piece of art from a reference photo or from looking at real life. Um, When I came back to art after a 25-year break... I you know I just gobbled up every bit of information that I could on the topic because I was, I was just so in love with creating art again and I still am and what I did was I started taking my own reference photos and then you know soon I began teaching you know I've been creating art for around a decade but I've been teaching several years now but what I started noticing is that most people that I've run across kind of learn the same way I do that it's better if you're able to visually see someone do something if you're able to witness that or watch that uh hence a video for me has always worked a lot better it's the reason why i created the beginners colored pencil course online this isn't an advertisement for that but i should just mention it here it's a 10 based video lesson uh, about how to create your own original art and how to take you from point A to point Z, but not skip all these steps and show you though every single part of creating art instead of looking at it in this dry format as you know a book can sometimes be. And I'm not putting books down. There's a lot of great books out there and I learn a lot from books, but I always find them somewhat a little bit stale in some respects and a video just seems to fill in all the gaps sometimes for me and a workshop I can't stress that enough, a workshop or a class also can kind of fill in some of the gaps and you learn from the other students, you get an opportunity to get help with a specific issue or problem that you're having right there on the spot from the instructor.
1: Yeah, and the instructor then can kind of customize it too. If you're taking an in-person class, they can customize it to to you. If it's a good instructor, they'll know how to reword things or try different things that will work for you because mm-hmm. one teaching method doesn't always work for everybody. One of the things that I found too, when I first started teaching, the art supply store that I was at, they had books, lots of books. And I would look through those and because students would always ask me, well, which book should I get? And I, we didn't carry any that I liked. They were too beginner. It's like what you just, painted today with me on your first day of painting was more advanced by far than what these beginner books are teaching. A lot of the beginner books, especially acrylics, we see this a lot, where they were teaching techniques like dry brushing that I typically try to avoid. There is a That is not my first go-to option when painting. It gives you a very rough look. There's a reason that it's one of the main reasons that people will look at acrylics and say, well, it's not as good as an oil painting because a lot of artists with acrylics were taught in these beginner books techniques just because they were easy. Okay, yeah, it looks like a ray of light, it also – it's super rough. It's not realistic. There is a better way to do that. Mm-hmm. And these books don't teach some of that. What I found was jump ahead. Skip those beginner books for most of my students. I mean, if you want to do it for a couple of pieces, like we said, it's fine. But then jump ahead to the most advanced books you can get. They may not make a a ton of sense to you right away. You may have to to keep reading it and then draw and then keep reading it and then draw. You have to keep producing artwork. You're not going to understand something. If you read something in a book and you're like, I don't understand how this happened, don't throw the book out. Come back to it in a month after you've painted a little bit more. Keep you, Those things will start making more sense to you the more that you draw. You can't expect to understand everything. And if you stick with the beginning books, you're not going to... It's like there's nothing in between. There's no filler e- between the beginning stuff and the more advanced stuff. I feel like you're missing this huge chunk of information. And I've just found with my students, skip ahead to the, beginner, to the more advanced stuff. There was a book that I had, and I don't remember the author, but it was for acrylics. And he... I mean, it was really advanced, everything from lighting, things that at that point I didn't totally understand, but I have gotten more use over the years from that book than I did any other thing, even though I didn't totally understand what he was talking about in the beginning. Certain things I, I would see, I'm like, okay, I get it, that makes sense. And the other thing that I, I think what is happening, if you follow a beginner tutorial, let's use Bob Ross for a, as an example. He's great to get started with, and I know that's oil painting, not colored pencil, but he's one most people know who he is. So you start with this beginner Painting. Your work is not going to look quite as good, usually, as whatever you're copying. That's normal. So, if you copy a Bob Ross, your your work is probably, to start with, going to be a little bit lower than what his quality was. Why not jump ahead to somebody, if you like that style, like Kevin Hill. He's an artist on YouTube. He does, and again, we're talking oil painting. I'm just off the top of my head examples here he does more advanced versions jump to his so yeah your work is not going to look as good as kevin hills but even though it's a few step lower when you're copying that type of tutorial it's still uh, 10 steps above the bob ross or what bob ross's can was
0: i'm just going to throw this out here though and i think it's a good thing to do whether your medium of choice is colored pencil or oils or acrylics or whatever it doesn't matter Don't stay with that one medium, though, and only look at books and tutorials only in that one medium. I I can't stress that enough. That will help you so much. It has helped me a lot, looking at other mediums and even trying some other mediums once in a while. It gives you some insight into your own medium of choice, your preference for creating art. And really, I mean, what happens is we're gaining all these experiences, and we're maturing, and we're progressing. And our insight is always going to be limited by whatever our perception is and however far we are on that learning continuum. Where, you know, I'm not going to see the same things today that I'm going to see, you know, a week, maybe a year from now. I'm going to have a greater insight into my own art and what I'm doing. And in looking at others and what they're doing and being able to understand something. A lot of times things, we think we may even understand something totally and entirely. But what really is happening is we may be only grasping just a small percentage of what is being offered. But if we give that some time and with maturity, looking back at something that maybe we've looked at before, we'll have a greater insight just because of some of uh, some of the experiences that we've had between the time that we first were introduced to the topic to the time that we come back to it later on. Now, that's true with art, and it's true with a lot of things, but it's very true with art.
1: Yeah, we see this a lot, too. A lot of people um, will ask, they want to know the exact color of pencil they should use and the exact color of paint. It's that isn't that. It's yeah, it, I think that you have to get over if somebody is always holding your hand, always telling yeah, you what yeah. color to use, that's not going to really help you to improve. Right. You've got to grab the pencil and find out, okay, this was the right choice or this was the wrong. I, you, every painting I do, I do that constantly. I'm constantly trying the wrong color, a color I don't like. And then I, I, I mess with them until I find a, a either a combination because of the, the way that I'm layering or whatever that I do like. You've got to start doing that. I know of so many students who just stayed Forever as beginners, because all they did was follow tutorials for beginners, whether it be somebody who's providing, you know, following along with the tracings, following along with I can only use the colors that are listed on this. Again, if that's something that you're doing just for fun, nothing wrong with that. Keep having fun. That's more right. important, you know, if, if that's your goal. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. But the thing with art is it's not the learning the technique, learning how to layer, learning how to blend. You're probably, let's say you're really serious about colored pencil. I'd say less than a year, probably closer to three to six months. If you're now, of course, I'm talking about somebody who's drawing a lot. Um, it does ma- matter how much. You are practicing. Yeah, really it time. does. You know, some people are only going to be able to work on it once a week, and that's going to extend less, that, that time yeah. period. Yeah. So, but if the actual techniques of layering, of blending, of getting salt, you know, getting things to look that way how you want, that is the least amount of time spent, I think, in learning art. The things that are going to really improve your work aren't about that. And in which case, the a lot of those tuto- those beginner tutorials aren't really helping you anyway. The things that really, really matter, your values, your contrast, getting your darks dark enough, knowing when to have something light, when to have something dark, when to, when to have a sharp edge versus when to have a soft edge, have something fade out. Those things are what's going to make the biggest difference in your work. I think that so many students get hung up on the actual technique of like doing the little ovals and making sure that that's perfect. And they feel like they never perfect that and they they don't go forward enough. Like it's, I've seen this so many times over the years of teaching where they're, they they don't realize the technique itself. You've got that. The technique is not the problem at this point. What you're, you're really wanting to work on the the areas that you're having trouble on now are in understanding your composition and your values and in those things, getting an accurate drawing. That's something that a lot of people, you know, need to watch for. But noticing where shadows are, getting your shadows dark enough, your lights light enough, those seem to be to me, at least from what I've experienced over the years, the things that that take a lot longer to learn. So again, if you're just following beginner tutorials, you're not even getting into that stuff. You're not getting into the really big area to learn. Those are are the the areas you want to focus in. And this is where I say, go with those more advanced. If you're going with books, tutorials, videos, classes, jump into the advanced stuff. Don't stay in the kiddie pool. You're you If you keep swimming in there, you're never going to learn, you know, all the, the very advanced things because you're not getting, you're not taking that step out of the kiddie pool and getting in with the big kids.
0: Time to take off the swimmies and jump over into The five foot. Okay, so I want to go back to something that we just hit on just a little bit then. And that is uh, the idea of taking risks. You know, inherent with that kind of thing. When we take risks and when we do something that we're uncomfortable in doing and if we're drawing something and and we're saying, oh, I'm not sure about those colors. They look too muddy over here. I I can't put a finger on what that color is. If you go ahead and just take those risks anyway and just weather through the storm, as it were, and you think about the fact that, you know, I'm just going to be comfortable with not knowing some of this and I'll figure it out I'll trouble through it when I get there and i'll I'll work on this piece one step at a time I'll troubleshoot you know'll I'll make forward progress I'll erase I'll decide you know oh that was the wrong color I'll make this uh, color shift here with this better color that that kind of thing that's what it takes one of the things that really um really makes me feel for someone when when I'm doing a workshop in particular and I see somebody get so frustrated and they tense up or they just start sighing and and hawing around and and just you can tell they're, they're just so frustrated with themselves the best thing to do is to get to that point where you feel comfortable in the storm and you and you're okay with making mistakes and you're okay with being able to just progress through those times where you feel frustrated if you don't push yourself and if you don't do something that is so challenging that you're not sure about how you're going to get through it at the beginning, you'll not really learn if you don't do that.
1: And as artists, we are problem solvers. We are, there's, there's no one right answer for how to do something. And I think if you're expecting like, I can't do it on my own. I can't take that step forward because I don't know what to do. None of us do. That, that's normal. That is so like every single piece that I draw. Every single time. there, I will hit a point where I'm like, hmm, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to pull this one off. I, yeah, I This yeah. isn't going well. And I do. And I know that I will. I always do. But I always hit that, that self-doubt. Yeah, but you doubt.
0: feel like that sometimes. Yeah. And don't. it's
1: frustrating. Take yeah. a walk. Step away. Some artists I've known of, I used to teach at an art party place. Now, I can't do this because there is no way I am painting or drawing or getting any work done if there's any alcohol in my system. That doesn't work for me. But I do know of many artists who did one – they did so much better if they had a glass of wine. I was teaching at one of those places where you – you um. The students would would drink while they painted. I taught there once a week in between my normal, like my more advanced classes. And those students that had just a glass of wine, I'm not saying get wasted or have a ton, but just enough to take the edge off. They enjoyed the process and their work looked so much better than their friends who sat next to them, like if they had a designated driver, who was stressing out over every little thing. The person who had that glass of wine or half a glass of wine, whatever it took for them, Usually did better. Now, there is a line where you have too much and the artwork is just, a, it, it's horrible. Um, but that would be me. I, there's no way I'm going to try try uh, anything, any alcohol with uh, working. But I some people, that was the answer. Some people that really made a huge difference in, they were more open to learn. They were more open to try things. They weren't afraid. They just didn't care if they messed up. Let's just jump into this. And I think that that's the attitude you need to have uh, just if I mess up, I mess up. It's not the end of the world. No, yeah, don't be afraid of messing things up. That is how you learn. That is how you progress. And every single mistake you make gets you one step closer to accomplishing the goal, your goal. I mean, that's how you learn. Are Those mistakes I think are just as important as doing things right.
0: You know, we're unsure sometimes when we're in the middle of something. I'm working on a current commission and I have that feeling. I had that feeling last night, in fact. I put something down, I thought, whoa, that wasn't right, and it was with OMS, and I just smeared it all over the place, like, okay, nothing I can do about it, <laughs> I guess we're going there, you know, and it was like, okay, it was like a point of no return, and it was such a panicked feeling inside of me for a moment, I thought... You know, relax. I, I can fix that, you know, and I, and I did. But, and it wasn't as big a deal as I thought at, at that very moment, you know. It was just like I was listening to music, I think it was, and I was just not thinking a whole lot. And I just went for it instead of really thinking about what I was doing. But that happens sometimes. And like, but here's said, the thing because you you you've made something. mistakes
1: in the past, you know how to fix it. It's you know not how, not how to the fix it. The world. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It is not the end of the world. All right. Well, I hope this was helpful. I mean, Lisa and I, when we think of topics to talk about on here, it may not always be something that you're going to look at and say, oh, this is the greatest topic ever. This is the one I wanted. But I think what we're trying to do, though, is we're trying to find topics that will help you. And so we would love to hear feedback. And the best way to leave feedback is a comment on the show notes, artist.com slash podcast. You can also email us. I will tell you that... I. It's rare that I'll reply to an email. Why? Because I get so many every week. And then secondly, because it doesn't help anyone else if I reply only to you. So if you want to be helpful for a lot of people, reply on the show notes and uh, I'll be sure and respond to you. But that email is, after that big disclaimer.
1: Here, go ahead and email me. I'm not going to respond, but go ahead and email me.
0: Lisa will respond, though, to every (laughs) single one. Podcast at sharpenedartist.com. Uh, I cracked myself up. Yeah, we would like to hear any feedback that you have. If you like the show, we would encourage you to leave a rating and or a review anywhere you get your podcast. This is a weekly show, and we'll talk to you again next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. All the show notes can be found at www.sharpenedartist.com.